Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Players NIL podcast and my special guest today, Mr. Chase Griffin, the president of NIL. Chase, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Well, you know, I've done some research and, and obviously you've had an unbelievable athletic career and now you're along with that building an unbelievable career outside of off of the field as well. And we'll get into that a little bit, but you know, our mission here at the Players NIL is to use athletics to better our lives. And I think you are a great example of that, uh, being able to leverage your talent and get to a great academic school at UCLA. For those of you who don't know, Chase is a quarterback on the team at UCLA, currently ranked. Where are you ranked right now? Should be ranked top four. Uh, th that's what I would say. But uh, we're around 10, 12 right now. Okay, so you're in the hunt for a big-time bowl game and a BCF. BCS playoff game. So let's go back to, um, to your childhood, Chase. And I use two words. One is sports and one is athletics. Sports is the fandom. That's where you watch things and paid attention and saw things. Athletics is where you participated. You probably were a sports fan first. Tell me some of your early experiences. Who do you, who'd you go to a game with? What game was it? Who did you see? Yeah. So a lot of my early games were actually, uh, in Texas. And then obviously on television, I loved watching football. So my first sport was soccer. And uh, I grew up playing soccer. Some of the, the players I followed the most were Ronaldinho, Samuel Eto. So uh, those early Barcelona teams were some of my favorite teams. And that sort of get, got me into the love of sport and uh, love of training. That's, that's really where I learned to train. Uh, I also grew up playing the violin. Uh, music is another passion of mine. But that violin and soccer were where I learned how to train. And uh, when you we see the effects of training, I, I saw at a young age how I could be dominant in, in the realm of sport. But I always loved watching on Sundays LaDainian and Tomlinson play. And so I, I told my father, I, I want to play football. I want to be a running back. And uh, my parents were like, no, 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 no tackle football until fifth grade. So I played flag football and then I played soccer and basketball up until fifth grade. And then that first season of Pop Warner football went really well. Uh, I played quarterback. Uh, my father didn't want that wear and tear on my body and saw that, you know, I had a, a good uh, head on my shoulders. I've been self-aware for a long time. And uh, I think that helped me to be able to lead some of my peers at that age. Uh, fast forward to high school, uh, playing under the Friday Night Lights at Hutto High School, which was, you know, we're, we're suburban, but also sort of country where uh, we're a one horse town. The whole town came out, supported uh, Hutto every single Friday night. And to be in that environment was just electric. Um, freshman year, uh, I played with the freshman team. So I really built great relationships with all the players in my class. And what that transitioned to when we all played sophomore year on varsity was uh, we saw how we as a group could affect our town in a great way. Uh, a lot of you know, those kids, their parents worked in a town, were mayors, uh, people in the in the municipality. And uh, I think there's a huge tie between the high school football team at Hutto and Hutto as a town, Hutto as a government, et cetera. And we saw how the pride of the town depended on whether or not we won those Friday nights. And we got used to that pressure and we accepted it uh, more as a blessing than a curse. And so going into UCLA with that experience where I had already done so many interviews representing something larger than myself. Uh, I 
I think I was blessed with opportunities that prepared me for what NIL ultimately came to be. And, you know, growing up, I also really focused on UCLA athletes. So Jackie Robinson, Jackie Joyner, Kersey, Arthur Ashe, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tom Bradley. These were some of my favorite uh, athletes, but also Bruins in general. And the fact that I was able to go to a school because of football uh, and, and play in, in that athletics program uh, was a huge blessing. Let's go back to high school. First of all, I was a UCLA fan too. I'm a little bit older than you. I was a John Wooden basketball fan. Okay. The, the, the best, first, right? the first, the first, you know, big game that I got to stay up and watch, and I was on the East Coast. So it was late at night. Was uh, Bill Walton okay, scoring right. a bunch of points against uh, Memphis? And I was a little bit of a shoe guy. And UCLA had shoes that you couldn't find anywhere. High top superstars with the three blue stripes, you know, and I was like, I want a pair of those shoes in the worst way, but let's go back to high school. So your, your athletic career begins, you like soccer. Now you're a quarterback, you're having some success. When did you realize though, that you could like the players on L use athletics to better your life? I'm sure people told you that you were great. I'm sure people, you know, idolized you in that small town. You were the quarterback, the quarterback gets all the love, kisses all the girls, all those types of things. Right. But when did you actually say, you know what? I can use athletics to get maybe my dream school is UCLA to get to UCLA. Right. Well, I think my perspective on sport was a lot different than a lot of other kids. For me, uh, you know, obviously I'm in college now. I'm on scholarship. Uh, so like school and football are more equated. Like I'm a handle schools, handle football. That's my business. That's where I spend most of my time in high school and any time before it was school first and then football. So uh Bottom line, I wanted to be able to get into any school straight up, regardless of football. So coming out of high school, I was top 1% in my class, National Merit Commended. I, I would have been able to go to, you know, a lot of places uh, just off of school. And what I think that allowed me to do is I played football for fun and I didn't have the pressure going into every game. Like, man, if I don't get this offer, I'm not going to be able to go to this school. Uh, my mentality, and I think I was interviewed either my sophomore or junior year, uh, where I was like, even if I have to go and walk on at a place, I know I'm going to, you know, end up playing there. So uh, obviously being able to, to, to play well enough in football and get to the next level on, on scholarship and play at a school is a huge blessing, and I'm very grateful for it. Uh, but I think one of the best things that my parents ever did for me was instilling me that I didn't need football to get to the places where I needed to go. Uh, football was just another tool for me to get there. And I think that's something that's important for athletes to remember, especially in NIL. Uh, like I, I haven't been starting this year, but I've still been excelling in NIL. And that's because I am who I am, regardless of where I am on that, that chart. Uh, now that doesn't mean uh, I'm just blowing football off because that still is the number one priority. Uh, if 11 is put in that game. If I'm in that game, I'm going to play well enough to win. And I prepare every week for that. But to need that in order to be myself, uh, I think is doing a disservice in cheapening myself as just a player. Um, you know, we're all, we're all people. We're all uh, individuals who exist outside of our sport. And I think the people who can best create this priority uh, can play without pressure and play for fun. And that's when I think athletes are truly in the zone and perform their best. What are some of the other interests you have in your life? You mentioned the violin. What else? 
so on that on music i enjoy music production uh whether it be you know hip-hop r&b afro beat uh, I'm, I'm gonna start getting into house music too uh, but I really enjoy producing music. And it's nice because as an athlete, your extracurriculars that you do outside of football or school, they can't really be, you know, going to the mountains, snowboarding. It can't be anything uh, physical, especially during season. So it's something I can just do for my room. Uh, you know, I get lost in it. It gets my mind off of everything. That way, whenever I'm in that meeting room, whenever I'm on the field, I'm fresh, ready to go and feel passionate about football. If I go to your phone and look at the last played song, what was it? It'll probably be something I produced. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's so many things that technology and electronics in particular have uh, have given us, and music production is one of them. You know, you can do it in your apartment. You can do it right. in your home. You can do it with some equipment that is, you know, reasonably affordable. So, right. well, someday, someday uh, you'll be r running a DJ booth at Vegas in a nightclub sometime or something like that. Yeah. So you're, you're playing for the Raiders the next day. <laughs> there you go. You know what? Dream big. There you go. I love it. So, so you, so you fell in love with sports. You used athletics to give it opportunities. You used your off the field uh, success academics. You know, I always tell people the two greatest things that parents can give their kids are confidence and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, you exemplify both of those. You found confidence through balance. You created opportunity. You get to UCLA, unbelievable academic school. Coach Kelly's done a great job with the program. Now you're, in, you know, uh, given the opportunity to create an NIL brand. Tell us about that journey. Give us a couple minutes on what the Chase Griffin NIL brand, how it started, what was your first deal, and what have you learned along the way? Right. Well, before I say anything on NIL, I just want to give a shout out and thank you to Ed O'Bannon, great Bruin, Naismith Player of the Year national champ who really spearheaded uh, the NIL fight and was ostracized for it. And I think as a UCLA Bruin community, we have to welcome him back with open arms and, and really give him his flowers. Uh, as far as my NIL journey, um, I think a lot of what prefaced NIL and the success I've had in the space had nothing to do with NIL at all. And uh, what I mean by that is when people go to college, they create networks, they build their name and they build something that's gonna last 40 years. Like people always say, UCLA or, or X university is a 40 year decision, not a four year decision. And for me, part of that 40 year decision was doing everything I could to you know, meet whoever was going to employ me or build a good name. That way I built credibility for my professional life. And I did that by hitting the ground running. Uh, I had really good habits through high school and through the way I was raised. And when I got to college, nothing changed. Uh, I, I always strive to get A's in every class. And, and I graduated with above a 3.7 GPA uh, in, in two years. And I also was on and still am on the Bruin Athletic Council and the SALT team that reports to the Pac-12 Council. Uh, I think by focusing on school the same way I did in high school, A, it kept me, you know, kept me true to my own values and myself. But inadvertently, when NIL came, I already had a good name, image, and likeness. And, uh, you know, in my times that I played here at UCLA, I've played well, and, you know, I'll continue to do so. I still have two years of eligibility. But I think really trying to excel in every aspect of my life allowed for me uh, when NIL came around to be a good face that brands were attracted to. 
And then furthermore, my, my motto of doing well in everything that I do, when it came to NIL, my content, uh, I always strive to be the best in every campaign. If a brand is saying, look, we're bringing in 10 student athletes uh, to do content for this campaign, I want me and in, in my team to have the best content. And uh, I think the marketplaces really appreciated that. The brands really appreciated that. And over time, I just became a, a known commodity for brands looking for return on investment in the space. Yeah, you know, you're wise beyond your years. And, you know, there's a lot of people that could use that advice much older than you, and they still haven't got it, you know. So then we're coming down to the last couple of minutes here. You know, uh, the second part of our mission statement is US, use athletics to better the lives of the people around us. So this is a chance for you to share. And I'm sure you get asked this all the time and people want to know. But to our audience, you know, give us, you know, two or three bullet points. You just gave us a few. But, you know, what if I'm a junior in high school and I want to go to college and play big time football and I'm a decent athlete, I'm a good student. What should I be focused on? What should I be preparing for? for college and for NIL. Right. I think uh, the two things that have really been my compass in the space are number one, have a value system where you know yourself. And number two is some sort of philanthropy. Uh, for me, uh, the philanthropy is, is manifested through my partnership with the LA Food Bank, where a piece of all my deals goes to the LA Food Bank backpack program, where LA USD school kids uh, can receive meals on the weekend if they receive subsidized lunch during the week. Uh, that's really important just because I had teammates and friends in high school who received subsidized lunch. And uh, to be able to you know, help those folks is uh, super important, something I wanna do in the long run. And if I'm able to start it early, uh, even if it's on a smaller scale, then I envision myself to be able to help uh, during college, that's a huge blessing. And then that sort of stems from number one, which is values and authenticity. Um, Ralph Bunch said, if you want to get a point across, wrap it up in a person. And I try to manifest my ideas and my points through how I act. I want every single uh, thing that I'm perceived on a social media or public post to be the same way I'm perceived in my personal life. And with that comes knowing yourself. You have to know who you want to be in order to be portrayed some type of way. For me, that's a believer, a winner, and a provider. Uh, I would urge anyone, even if you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, you have dreams. And uh, even if they're downplayed by others because you're young, I think more or less when people actually think uh, and really reflect on who they want to be, they have an idea. And uh, to be able to create this perception that you want to portray early on and stay true to it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you look at yourself as successful, then you're going to start acting in a way that leads to success. You know, they always say millionaires hang around millionaires, billionaires hang around billionaires. If you think you're going to be something and you're around other people who are similar, you're going to end up manifesting into that. And understanding the power of belief in who you are uh, for me, my number one thing is faith. That's really my rock. It, it, it keeps me steady. Uh, I think everyone has to find what it is about themselves that they respect, that they want to continue growing in, and that they ultimately want to be. And with that, uh, things like content will come easy just because all you're doing is capturing what you're doing on a daily basis and portraying who you are. Uh, relationships will take care of themselves because you're authentic and genuine every single time. 
And when it comes to choosing the right school, you'll know the right fit because of values and you'll see which values fit you with that. And the NIL space, you'll see which brands fit you because you'll see the brand's values. And if they align with your values, boom, you, you uh, definitely chase after that. So I think number one is authenticity, finding your values, staying true to yourself. And then number two is utilizing that to help others for good. Love it. Pillar four for us is community service and philanthropy. I could not agree more. It's part of the legacy word that we talk about here. You know, if you disappeared tomorrow, wouldn't anyone care? And so you're clearly not in that category. So uh, where can people follow you? Where can our audience follow you? Uh, all social medias at ChaseQB11 and LinkedIn at Chase Griffin. Perfect. Any brands that you're working with, anything fun that you're working on, you want to share, you want some shout outs, give you a chance. Um, yeah, so I'm about to do a podcast uh, with, with J.P. Morgan Chase. Shout out that. And then uh, I'm about to do some some more contented brand deals. Perfect. Well, we love it. Chase, you've been an amazing guest and congratulations on all your success. But I have a feeling this is only the tip of the iceberg for you. And we wish you and the Bruins good luck the rest of the season. Stay healthy and uh, we'll be cheering for you. OK, thank you so much, Mark. It was a pleasure. OK.